The One Voice DSM podcast shares the story of major projects and initiatives shaping our region and highlights the key players and the Greater Des Moines Partnership investors who are making them happen. Each episode, you'll learn about a game-changing project and hear an in-depth conversation with community leaders who are helping drive it forward with one voice and one mission as one region. Let's listen to the interview. Welcome to the One Voice DSM podcast. I'm Tiffany Tauschek, the Chief Operations Officer here at the Greater Des Moines Partnership. And today we are talking about some special major projects Uh, happening in Greater Des Moines. And specifically, the one we're talking about today is taking shape in downtown Des Moines. We're going to be exploring a number of game-changing projects throughout this special series that are currently in the works. And very pleased today to have uh, some key guests joining us. Dan Keough, Chairman and CEO of Holmes Murphy. Matt Anderson, Deputy City Manager for the City of Des Moines. And Jerry Haberman, President of Krauss Plus. So these gentlemen are joining me today to talk about the revitalization of the DICO site in downtown DSM. So just to kick this off with a little bit of background on the project, Pro-Iowa, the soccer Iowa Soccer Development Foundation, Krauss Plus, and the city of Des Moines are working to drive revitalization of areas in DSM, including transforming the DICO Superfund site into a welcoming community space for sports, community gatherings, and events including uh, the proposed Pro-Iowa Stadium and Global Plaza that's planned for uh, to take shape there on the DICO site to host USL Championship Professional Soccer Team, which is very exciting. And to hear more about this project, we're going to bring in Dan, Matt, and Jerry. Thanks, gentlemen, for joining me today. Yes, thanks for the invite. Thanks for having us. Thank you. To start things off, uh, tell me a little bit more about the project. Jerry, would you mind just setting the stage? Sure, I'd be glad to. So this project, as Tiffany said, is a a real game changer and a transformation for what we looked at as sort of the front door to the city as you come across the bridge and the DICO site being a a challenging view today. And so we look at this 48 acres of the DICO site and the surrounding master development that's happening further east as a mixed-use, multidimensional area for shops, restaurants, hotel, and of course, the signature piece being the stadium and the surrounding plaza district that will be a great place for the community to gather pre-match, to hang out post-match for soccer matches, but also throughout the year. This plaza will be a place for festivals and other gatherings. We will have uh, amenities that will support everything from, you know, coffee shop or a brew pub or other activities that will be able to activate this area throughout the entire year Uh, and also just bring something new and exciting to that south of downtown and connect the core of the city to this south of MLK and then on to the Grays Lake area, which is now obviously connected with a, a bridge. So it really does unite the city in both activity, but also physically to be able to move through and about the city, north, south, east, and west. Matt, revitalization of the DICO site has long been a goal of the city. In fact, this has been a conversation and topic for decades. And one of the things we've learned through this process uh, in working with uh, CSL Legends, who's who's been doing some of the consulting and, and research on this project as, as we ramp up, is that it's 
it's fairly common for Superfund sites to be transformed into sports venues such as this. So tell us a little bit why you and the city believe that this is the solution for the DICO transformation. Yeah, so um, be, before um, before the uh, the Krauss Group came forward with the stadium proposal, we, I'll be honest, we really didn't have a solid exit strategy for that DICO site. For the reason that you mentioned, it's there aren't a whole lot of development opportunities for Superfund sites. They're they're just too expensive to clean to um, a standard that would allow residential or office or hotel development, that sort of thing. Um, and, and stadiums, for the most part, are community assets. They aren't... Um, they aren't big profit makers. They're the type of they're the type of use economically that can that through the um, community involvement can absorb that cost of, of cleanup. And it's also a great use because it's an outdoor use. It's not it's it's from a from an environmental and engineering standpoint doesn't need to be cleaned to the same standard that a housing project would need to be. And so that's why a lot of time you will see stadiums and plazas and outdoor spaces on these types. Sites. Uh, they're just they're just kind of a, a hand in glove um, use, and so yeah, we we are extremely satisfied and, and ex excited. And, and what it does is it opens up the land that Kraus had planned for the potential stadium for uh, further commercial development. And their master plan shows that a, a, a true mixed use development occurs on what otherwise would have been the stadium. Now the stadium could slide over uh, a block to just one block to the west, and and really opens up that neighborhood, as Jerry said, combines that connectivity to what uh, Hubble and Sherman Associates are doing in the neighborhoods to the east and, and just, just combines them all. And, and the synergy of, from those three developments together are, are just, the, the, it's, it's far greater than the sum, of the, the sum of the parts is far greater than those three running individually. So uh, we're, we're just ecstatic of what it can mean, particularly as, you know, Des Moines had a lot of momentum and we, like all towns, we lost momentum last year, right? We just all kind of came to a halt. And it is it is really exciting to see that as as we come get ready to ramp momentum back up, we've got a kind of a, a springboard like this that we don't have to look around and say, oh boy, where are we going to find our momentum? Our momentum's sitting right here in front of us. So it's just really exciting to see a game-changing project like this forward, especially. Hey, Tiffany, I wouldn't mind sharing a little bit as well. I've been fortunate to be in development construction for over 30 years, and I've developed around the U.S. and around the world. And I can say that coming to Des Moines and being a part of this project and other efforts working with Matt and others within the city, I'm just, as Matt said, you know, it's just amazing what they're able to accomplish. And I think it, it goes back to a few things. One is a big vision and a big plan and, and looking long range, right? Yes, every project comes in, every project's its own unique piece of the puzzle, but working with them, we want to make sure that we see the entire puzzle and we want to make sure that it all comes together um, seamlessly and works for that big plan, that bold plan and the long-term plan, not just, okay, we're approving this building today. No, that building's going to be there for 30, 40, 50 years. And it needs to be synergistic with all of what the city has and the leaders. And I'm just very impressed. I've been impressed, continue to be impressed with Matt, people like Dan and the leaders in this, uh, in this city for having that long vision and being committed to the future of Des Moines. 
we've talked about this before. Um, economist James Chung has cited that uh, Des Moines is a community that continues to reinvest in itself, even during challenging times. In fact, there's there's data that show that we are stronger as a region. It, we were stronger as a region in 20 in the 2010s because of the investments that were made in the recession in the late 2000s. So, Dan, this is, again, a project that's located in downtown, but certainly has a massive regional impact. Can you just share with us a little bit about your perspective of this um, community investment paying off in the long term for the region? Sure. You know, I'll, I'll talk about my personal perspective, then I'll go from a business perspective. But personally, when I moved to Des Moines in 1999 to start a company with Holmes Murphy, the downtown area was really anemic and not developed at all. I think if you think about pre uh, Papa John Sculpture Garden and pre-public private partnership between you know business leaders at the time and the city working together to transform it and create a common vision on what Des Moines ultimately could be. And for me, when I moved here and I lived south of Grand, I wanted to have a vibrant city, and you know it just wasn't there yet. So we moved out west, and in you know now with four boys growing up in the city. My hope is is that they all come back to Des Moines. They find great jobs here, and and they 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 find the true love of Des Moines that we as a family have. So I'm excited for it. You know, when you fast forward, you know this story forward, you know they, we can see it right. And so even when you think about Cross Gateway Center on the north side of of this uh, being, you know, nobody saw that kind of vision of complementing the Papa John sculpture. If you go south, you've got the Dico site that's an eyesore. Can we use that as the same opportunity where? We take Kyle's vision and expand it to a common vision between the city leaders, the region, and certainly uh, what Kyle's hoping to accomplish with transforming that part of the city. From Holmes Murphy's perspective, as a business leader, we look at, you know, the legacy of Holmes Murphy was a part of, you know, what transformed the city back then. And we want to be a part of transforming the city today. And obviously, you know, what's good for Des Moines is good for Holmes Murphy. And we are very excited to support this project. Thanks. And, and Dan touched on this, just the importance and relevance of public-private partnerships. Uh, could one of you just speak to the specific importance of that public-private partnership on this project and getting it up and moving and off the ground? I can, I can, I can field that real quick, Tiffany. When we, um, so one of the things that we do, along with uh, uh, your team at the partnership, is is we do some city exchanges where we will either visit other cities or they'll, and they'll do a reciprocal visit and come visit here. And as we tour leaders around from other cities, peer cities, um, one of the things that they're amazed at is, is I think we take our public-private partnership for granted. Um, a lot of cities don't have that, that benefit. And so as we, as we tour people around downtown and the fringe of downtown and we're showing them all these great things, they're often asking us, you know, how did you do that? How did, like, the Papa John Sculpture Park is a, is a perfect example. You know, how did you do that? And then when you tell them the story, their jaws just drop because they can't imagine a partnership like that um, between uh, an individual, corporations, government, the art center. I mean, everybody just coming together and gelling and making something like that happen. Um, it doesn't happen everywhere. Um, yet every few years, it seems to happen here with a new signature project. So um, we are really, really fortunate that, that our Corporate and philanthropic and government groups work so seamlessly together. Yeah, Tiffany, I would just add a little bit to that, and that I think 
One of the reasons why th- this project is getting such attention is because it touches on so many key issues. You know, it touches on the environment. You know, we have an opportunity to improve this site and, and revitalize this site in a very environmentally focused way and, and really just um, turn something that's a negative into a positive. I think as a culture around the U.S., sport is is very central to a lot of what we do and, and what is, uh, you know, social gatherings and just energy for entertainment. And so I think the sport angle certainly does play to that. But I also think that just the, the totality of the different uses, the different ideas, and the fact that it is a complementary uh, project, the scale of it and the complementary nature of it to sort of rounding out Des Moines. Like this is the one area you look at that whole, whatever it is, a hundred acres south of Martin Luther King, north of the lake is, is really the next best area to complete Des Moines. Des Moines will never be fully complete. It'll always be growing and transforming, but here's the opportunity to kind of put that, that final piece to the puzzle into place over the next several years. And then, have that complete connectivity around the city and complete build out. Thanks for sharing. And, and one of one of the visions that we have been discussing as a community and have really been leaning into, in particular the last several years, is global talent. And one, one of the beautiful pieces of this project is the fact that there is not only the, the connectivity of, of soccer being a global sport, but also the fact that there is a global plaza that is um, that is situated right next to the the stadium space. So, as we think about again soccer being a global sport, activation of that global plaza, what are your thoughts on how we can really ensure that this this is embraced as a welcoming welcoming space and project for all, and as a key re- recruitment t- tool in the future? That is a that's a really good point. Um, we've when we talk about these signature projects, we we could think of them as like pearls on a necklace, and so we're really good at cultivating those pearls. But one of the things that we've always thought we could do better is connect them into the necklace, right? So that the these individual projects don't just stand alone, but they together create a, a greater experience and. When you have a, a big gap in the middle of that necklace, like um, like like Dico, it's really hard to fill in that 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 gap, right? That's a that's a big that's a big barrier, right? Um, but with this coming along, it does start to seamlessly start to you can you can look at them on a map and see the connectivity. You can walk it, bike it very easily, and then yeah, the the, the bookmarking of of um, Gray's Lake over the next ten to fifteen years with the, the uh, development to the north anchored by the stadium and then the great potential that that we just started exploring in public meetings yesterday, seeking input um, from stakeholders on what can be done on the south end of Gray's Lake, also with a very large anchor uh, controlled by Krauss Plus. So um, there's a, you, if you can, if you could fast forward 15 years from now, uh, you're not going to recognize those two ends of the lake and, and how it all Next, everything. Together. Thanks, Anna. And to that point, you know, part part of this project too is driving messaging, marketing uh, of our community as yes, a welcoming welcoming com- community and a welcoming state, 
But as you all know, we we recently, Greater Des Moines was recently recognized by City Revive in an article titled Des Moines Ramps Up Sporting Life with a Mecca of Ultimate Complexes. So this is one of quite a few different sports and entertainment venues that are in the works. And we really have an opportunity to lean into that as we're messaging and marketing our community to attract talent, attract businesses. So if you could just, just touch on how and why you think this project, although, you know, the, the shovels aren't in the ground yet and it's already attracting uh, national attention. Why is that? You know, um, Tiffany, uh, Des Moines is, is seen really as, as the premier amateur sports market in the, in the country. We don't have an NFL team or an NBA team, but um, of, of the affiliations that we do, we're kind of at the, we are at the, the peak of amateur sports and um, there's just, and, and there, there's buzz that gets created on that. And, and um, we, we happen to have this flurry, kind of this perfect storm of sporting venues announced or opening, or it's in, in process at the exact same time, the Lords and skate park, the largest skate park in, in the United States opening um, and hosting the do tour next month. Um, the, uh, Moines Buccaneers announcing that they want to, in a partnership with Des Moines and Urbandale building a new, um, a, a new arena for the Bucks, uh, pro Iowa in their stadium that we've been talking about today. Um, and, uh, and everything that's going on with the water trails, which will have a direct connectivity to the, uh, pro Iowa stadium. So, um, we continue as a, as a metro and as a, you know, a city of 215,000 people, we, we really um, punch above our weight class um, in the, in the amateur sports market. And it's a big tourist draw for us. And so um, it, it just, and it creates that, that kind of that year round buzz of uh, what's, what are we going to do this weekend? There's always something to do. And, and these, these projects, new projects that I just announced um, uh, uh, just add on to that. Right. Thank you. Uh, really, really appreciate the dialogue and conversation. You have each outlined multiple reasons why this project needs to happen and is happening in downtown DSM really to benefit the entire region and those that haven't yet moved here, but we hope to attract here. So now just last question, rapid fire. Uh, we know that, yes, soccer is a global sport, a lot of people love soccer, but some some folks aren't yet soccer fans. So sum up in your own words why this project you think uh, is important to you or your business. Yeah, so I'm not a soccer family. We're a sports family. We think that sports engages people and brings out the best in, a, in everybody. And so, you know, this is an asset that turns a, a bad site into a productive site for the city. Uh, we have a wide-ranging use case for the international uh, convening platform that's, that will be there anchored by the stadium. Um, and for, for me personally, I just think to Matt's point around, you know, the necklace, I think it fits in it. It's a, it complements what's, what's going on with the investment in the water trails investments, the other investments around the city. Um, so I'm super excited from that perspective, uh, personally, from a business perspective, the health and well-being of the center of the city and the vibrancy of the city grows the region. So we're stronger. The stronger we are from within, it's like a heartbeat. Then everything else that outside of that can grow. And, you know, Holmes Murphy wants to be a part of helping Des Moines reach its full potential. It's part of our 
passion and our, you know, what we're all about as a company and our purpose statement. So we're excited to be a part of the process and a part of the project. Thanks, Dan. Matt? Well, as, as, as my economic development team works, Tiffany, with your economic development team to try to lure uh, companies and employers and employees to, to, to downtown, um, they, don't, they don't come to downtown because of the office buildings or uh, the skywalks. They come here because of the great things there are to do here. And um, this is this is one of the selling points. As Jerry said, this is the physically this is the front door to downtown. And if you're going to bring in a CEO, he's going to fly into Des Moines Airport. And you're going to bring him into downtown. If I were bring him in today, I'd take him the long way, and so he wouldn't have to drive by Dico. Um, but uh, in a couple in a few years from now, we're going to we're going to slow down when we get to Dico, and we're going to point at that stadium and all the all the ancillary development. So um, just makes every. Things like quality of life projects like this make everything else that we do easier uh, as a city. And, and on a personal note, I can look out my uh, kitchen window right now here and I can see the site. So um, I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready to hop in line and be one of the first ticket holders. Standing, we're going to hold you to that, Matt. We look forward to you purchasing your season tickets. Jerry? Yeah, many of the same themes, you know, from a business standpoint, obviously it's a, an important effort for us as a, a development company. But aside from that, um, to me, I see this as a, a catalyst, but a, a multiplier for, for the city. I mean, this is really, I think, going to be an opportunity to um, bring some, obviously, a, a new venue, a, a new asset to the community. But at the same time, it's going to be a multifaceted asset, and it's going to touch a, a lot of different people's lives in a lot of different ways. Yes, some rabid soccer fans will be really, really excited. Those that are learning the sport or maybe not exposed, there'll be plenty of other ways to engage with, with this uh, new community venue and asset. Personally, uh, my wife and I live downtown. And so looking forward to having a, another place to go, another place to venture and, and also have that connectivity from straight from downtown through south of MLK out to Gray's Lake. And that uh, future vision that Matt described um, to me will just be fantastic for the citizenry of, of Des Moines and even central Iowa. I think we'll, we'll definitely see a, a resurgence or draw of people coming from, from outside the city as well. Well, thank you all for taking time to join us today and share your perspectives and again, your expertise and passion for this project. The partnership has noted that this is one of our priorities for the year, the Pro-Iowa Soccer Stadium and Global Plaza, because it does touch on so many of the key elements and strategies that each of you touched on here today. And would also just note that placemaking in particular is a strategic priority of the partnership. And what we know, especially as we're uh, as we're moving forward into recovery mode as, as a community as a whole, is that placemaking is more important than ever before. These quality of life initiatives and amenities and projects, they mean a great deal and they also help us attract talent and keep talent. In the past, you know, placemaking projects were nice to have. They Now they are need to have. And uh, this is really uh, the solution for that DICO transformation site. We're very excited about next steps and pushing this project forward. But again, want to thank each of you, uh, Dan, Matt, Jerry, for joining us today. And we look forward to seeing this project advance and cheering on the, the soccer team with with each of you and downtown DSM. So thanks to our audience for joining us for the One Voice DSM podcast today. 
we appreciate everything that you all are doing to make projects like this really become a reality in our community. Thank you.